selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. All right, guys, we are going to talk about why it is you feel so stuck, why it feels like you cannot change, because you can, and I'm going to tell you how. Let's go. This is Made for This Podcast. If there is one message I could give to the whole church, it is going to be what we are going to talk about today. If there was one message, this is what I would say to them, to specifically to the Western church, to the American church. This is what I would say is you don't actually really believe in the supernatural power of God. <laughs> that is the message I would give them. Why? Because, you know, we have gotten very comfortable in our sin. We have gotten very comfortable with our struggles. We name them, we talk about them every day, some of us. We are comfortable in them so much so that we've stopped believing that God can heal us and God can change us. And I think we've gotten comfortable with our Christianity to where he's a God that you attend church for, not a God that you risk your life for. He's not a God that you give up things for, right? He's a God that is an addendum to our Christian safe lives. Therefore, we don't depend on him. We don't need him every single day for life and breath and hope. We just kind of play along with the game of religion. And I would say, oh, this is scary because that's not what the Bible calls even being saved, right? It's it's surrender. It's it's lay down your life and follow me. Pick up your cross. Follow me. Pick up difficulty and let's go. And and don't care what it costs because you are single-minded while you're on earth. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Now, why don't we live this way? Because for us, our rights and our Christian rights, our religious freedom has largely been protected. And therefore, we depend on that. We think that's actually what makes us Christian. We think it's what's going to make our grandkids and our great-grandkids Christian is if we can protect our religious rights. But the, the story is actually really different than that. Persecution has always grown the church. So when you look back at the history of the church, I remember being in church history class in seminary and learning this, that persecution always grows the church. It, it grew it in Acts, it grew it after Jesus, and it grows it today throughout the world. In fact, the fastest growing churches in the world are actually in the Middle East where it's illegal to be a Christian. So persecution grows the church. It's not actually religious freedom that grows the church. What am I saying? 
Is that the message you would give the church? Yeah, it might be around this topic for the American church, because here's why. Because we are not desperate for God, God is not moving in our midst, largely. Now, I am not suggesting that lives haven't been changed, that people don't fight sin and overcome it. I'm not suggesting that people don't come to Christ on a daily basis in our country through the local church. That's not what I'm saying. All of that is so powerful, and God is on the move. I've seen it in our country, in my family's life. I've seen people go from darkness to light many, many times, (laughs) hundreds, maybe thousands of times. I've seen that happen. But my question to you is, is do you feel stuck? Why is your life not changing? What do you not believe about God? Now, let me be really clear. Y'all know me. You know I'm not talking about mental illness and the fallenness of our bodies and the brokenness of our minds. I'm not talking about things that are a result of the fall and, and even a result of our culture and where we are right now. I'm talking about believing in a God that has given us power and dominion over the darkness. I think that's where we struggle oftentimes in our faith is we we espouse Jesus and we look at our sin, but we don't see true victory in our lives personally because we are so unsure if God is actually more powerful than the darkness we face. Now, there is one thing that you see throughout scripture. We heard it last week talked to by the guys, Daniel and Luke, that that belief and faith is the thing that changes everything. And that's what I hope this message is for you today is, man, how have I not believed in the supernatural power of God? How have I not depended on him and the Holy Spirit to give me power, to give me words, to give me vision, to give me what I need? Have I truly asked him? Next week, we're going to talk about prayer. Are we actually praying? Are we saying that we're praying or throwing it around a lot, but not actually doing it? We're going to talk about actually praying next week. We're going to talk about different types of prayer. But this week, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and we're talking about the supernatural power of God. And and some of you need to believe that more. In fact, when you look at Acts, this Holy Spirit was required before they could even go anywhere. It says in Acts 1.8, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And another point in scripture, it says basically don't go anywhere until that spirit comes because you are very weak without the spirit. But with the spirit, you are very powerful. In fact, you are more than conquerors. It says that God hasn't given us in 2 Timothy 1.7, it says God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, that God hasn't given us a spirit of complaining or doubt. He's given us a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. And that spirit is the Holy Spirit that comes from God. And he is in anyone who has trusted Jesus as Lord and Savior. But why don't we feel that more? Why don't we feel the power of God moving around us, moving in our families' lives, moving in our friends' lives, moving in our own lives? Why does it feel like boring, placated Christianity? John 15, 12 through 15. I still have things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you all the things that are to come. He will glorify me, and he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Jesus says, hey, that spirit that you need, that's going to come. He's going to tell you everything you need to know. He's going to reveal to you the word of scripture in a way that you understand it and that you know how to obey it. He's going to bring one thing to you that is absolute. He is going to bring clarity. He is going to bring clarity. Now, how many of us need clarity right now? And why is it that we don't have it? And do we believe that God can do that in our lives? The Spirit of God does change lives, and He has the power to change your life. Do you believe it? Now, hear me say something really clearly. I am not talking about because you don't have enough faith, you are in difficult circumstances, or you are sick with cancer, 
or your child is sick with a disease that is incurable. I am not saying that. I, in fact, bad things happen every single day. And Jesus told us it would, that in this world, we will have trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. The question I want you to ask is, am I believing God, even for the power to endure the circumstances that I'm enduring? I'm more talking about spiritual bondage, places that that we feel like we just haven't had victory in a long time, that we just feel like we're struggling with the same sin pattern or struggling with the same worry or the same anxiety. Have you in boldness asked God to heal you of it? And have you believed that he could? Now, I, I also believe he can heal us physically. I mean, I absolutely believe you should pray that he would heal you physically and that and believe that he can. I mean, that's that's real. But what is promised to us is that in the world we will have trouble. Our circumstances are are actually promised to be difficult, but our spiritual life is promised to be vibrant and full of peace and full of knowledge that that we would know what to do, that we would feel the presence of his spirit and know what to do. And that's where I feel like a lot of the church is just kind of numbed out and not praying big prayers. Would you pray big prayers that you no longer would would struggle with doubt, that you would no longer struggle with fear? When I turned, and y'all have heard me tell this story, when I turned from a position of defense, and honestly, not even defense, just I was just laying down, you know, letting the devil beat me up. But even before that, I think I would have fought from a place of defense rather than offense when I really started to understand the power God's given me to fight against the enemy, to fight against my own sin, to not be a complete victim to my sin and to my doubt and to the ways the enemy is trying to attack me. And so when I turned and I began to fight that and I began to depend on the spirit and pray in the spirit to help me, like just begging him. And and he did. And he showed up. And I experienced that freedom. I don't struggle with those doubts anymore. Now, that happened over a season. It wasn't just immediate. But I, I think I was just like, gosh, I've, I've really been a weak prayer. I've really been a, a timid, you know, just God, would you, could you, you know, da, da, da. yes, he can. And I believe, yes, he will on spiritual fronts of attack, right? That if you are struggling with fear, anxiety, doubt, these are things that he says with absolute certainty. That's not, we're not supposed to struggle with those things, right? That, that we are more than conquerors, that we are not given a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love and sound mind. So on those fronts, I believe he will help us. It says that he will help us. It says that he is going to help us obey every word in this book. He'll give us the power to do it. So yeah, I I actually think we have been very content with our struggles and our sin in a way that that God is not. And he wants more for us. And he wants us to stand up and to take our position of authority over the enemy and over our own sin. And that we would be people that fight back and don't settle for the sin in our lives and the sin in other people that we love. So what does that look like? How do we fight sin better? How do we fight the enemy better? Well, scripture says it. This is James 4, 6 through 8. But he gives us more grace. This is why it says God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your heart, you double-minded. This is the power of God. And he says, you have access to me. Draw near to me. I will help you. I will give you what you need. And he said, and resist the devil, run from the enemy and run from his schemes and run from his temptations, like choose, you know, this is it. We have a choice. We have a choice and we can choose to follow God and to stay and to walk with him and depend on him. And we've got to be people that are not one, not afraid to name our sin and our struggles and two, not be afraid to fight our sin and our struggles. 
And again, let me be clear. I'm not talking about our circumstances. Y'all, sickness will find us all. 100% of us will die, right? That we are promised in eternity for that to be made right, that our bodies will be whole, that death will be no more. So that will be cared for one day. But right now on earth, the bigger issue is our spiritual bondage. Because if we are in spiritual bondage, then we can't lead other people to spiritual freedom. Right. So we we've got to fight this. This matters more than anything on earth because we need to be the people that are issuing hope. We need to be the people that are showing people the way to spiritual freedom, to showing people the way to heaven and to Jesus and to a relationship with him. So that bondage that that you've lived with, that you've let just be in your life, it has a way of not just being in your own life, but to bleeding into other people's lives. Right. We're going to talk about this in the season. We're going to talk about not dabbling with sin and how to fight sin. But in this episode, I want you to understand how necessary is the power of God and the Holy Spirit and depending on that God regularly, drawing near to him regularly, resisting the devil regularly, that that kind of relationship must be in place to even be able to quit dabbling with your sin. We don't have the power in ourselves that says that our power comes from God. But do we believe in that power? Do we really believe that we have been filled with the Holy Spirit and that we are able to pray and that God hears us and we are able to make choices to leave behind? It says we're no longer slaves to sin anymore, that we actually have a choice now, that we no longer, those, those bonds have been broken and we are not slaves to sin. So we can change and we can have hope. And we can believe in the supernatural power of God. And all of you know someone, and probably in your own life at some point, you've felt that power. You've felt God make a shift in you that feels impossible to make. You've seen somebody's life go from complete darkness to completely full of hope and life. I have seen this enough to go, I know God can change. But when we don't believe this, we will stay stuck. And there is nothing the enemy even has to do with us. We are just in our own little room with the door seemingly locked, not causing a lick of harm to hell. Like we are just sitting there doing our thing, stuck in our box, in our own mess. And that's what I want more than anything. If there's one message I could give the church, it's it's open the door, walk out. You can open the door and walk out. I know it's not that simple. And that's why God gave us a lot of weapons to fight with. He gave us people in our lives to help us fight our sin. That's why you have to begin with confession. You can't stay in the dark. You have to walk out the door and you have to go grab an army of fellow people to fight with you and to fight for you and to pray and to fast and to be in this with you in this life. You're not meant to do this alone. And you're going to need the word of God and the truth of God. You're going to need the the belt of truth that that protects you from the enemy. And you're going to need a church. You're going to need regular confession and, and maybe even counseling and greater understanding about what it is that has gotten you to this place, right? But the Holy Spirit can take you from a place of bondage to a place of freedom. Okay, let me answer a few questions. So how do I know if it's my own thoughts or the Holy Spirit leading me, speaking to me? Yeah, whenever we talk about the Holy Spirit, this is one of the main questions I get. And this is easy. Scripture, 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 some more. The Holy Spirit has never spoken to me in such a way that it is not backed up by scripture. In fact, there have been times that that I've wondered if something is the Holy Spirit and when scripture is clearly against it, I know it isn't. So that is just, you know, whatever, your own feelings or your own ideas. But the Holy Spirit is going to back up everything that the scripture says. He's going to lead you in the way of scripture, not against the way of scripture. Also community. I bring people in. I never say God said this I, unless it's happened, right? Then it's like, well, that did happen. But I do 
depend on my community to go, here's what I sense maybe God is leading for me to do. And, and then I run it by people. And and when I get pretty unanimous yeses from, from most of the people that really love Jesus, now not want me to be comfortable and want life to be easy, but really love Jesus and want to see his kingdom built. When I get unanimous yeses from that crowd in my life, I know, okay, hey, that's probably from the Holy Spirit. Now, what happens if I don't listen to what I believe is the Holy Spirit? I would say this, that this is what I worry about with America and why I went the direction I did in this podcast is we do grieve the Holy Spirit and scripture is clear about that. So Ephesians talks about grieving the Holy Spirit, that we're not to do it. First Thessalonians 5 talks about quenching the Holy Spirit, that in a way we're stopping the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives and in others' lives. And at some point, the Holy Spirit is not going to continue to pierce your heart and bring things to mind and remembrance because you just have literally shut him out. You've chosen sin over listening to him. And and as far as salvation and what that means, I think that if I were you, what I would say about that is just be questioning. Like if I'm comfortable quenching the Spirit constantly, if I'm comfortable grieving the Holy Spirit constantly, am I saved? I think that's a really important, fair question. I, I can't judge if you are and, and nobody else can. You, that's between you and God. But but I would say that continually doing that is dangerous in a Christian's life because, no, we cannot lose our salvation. But I do wonder, are we are we even saved if we just continue to quench the spirit in our lives and to grieve him? And so that's where I just want to call the church up and just say, hey, it's possible that that you've gotten numbed out and, and everything's been a little bit dumbed down in your life because you've just fed sin and been messing around and, and loving things more than God. And if that's true then repent, you know, and come back and come back to following him and, and loving him and tell him that, you know, that's that's my word to you today is whatever it is you feel or whatever you're convicted by in this, would you just tell him, like say it out loud and tell somebody else that loves God, tell him and tell somebody else. Like right now, if you're driving, turn this podcast off and just start talking to him and just say, and next week we'll talk about prayer and what that looks like. But today, just turn off the podcast and say, hey, God, I want to be right with you. Help me be right. Is there anything that I've done that's grieved you or that's quenched your spirit in my life? I, I want to experience the power of God in my life, and I don't want to limit you because of my sin. I don't want to limit you because of my unbelief. So so show me what I need to see because of this, guys. I'm not trying to get you in a place of guilt or shame here. I am trying to set you free by the power of the Holy Spirit in me. I'm trying to fight for you that you don't live stuck in things that you don't have to be stuck in for one more minute. Next question. How can I hear the Holy Spirit more clearly and know what he's saying? The number one answer to this is scripture. Scripture, scripture, scripture. Every word is God breathed. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to say, I think God might want this. Scripture, scripture, scripture. Now, applying that scripture is where I depend on the Holy Spirit. So when I am sensing a bitterness in my life when I'm, you know, and I notice it and I'm like, you know, why have I been so on edge and why am I kind of mad right now? Then I'll ask the spirit. I'll be like, God, show me what it is that I need to work through in my life. And if it's unforgiveness, then I'll pray to the spirit and I'll ask God to help me forgive that person. And I'll I'll go to that person. I'll obey the spirit because he he leads me through scripture to know that where I can live at peace with all men, I need to live at peace with all men. So I'll go to that person. I'll ask for forgiveness. I'll try to reconcile as best I can. This is how it works to depend on the spirit. But first, I have to know the scripture that says, do not let bitterness grow in your heart towards each other. Dissension and bitterness are not of God, right? So I have to know to be even convicted. I have to know the word. It begins with the word and it ends with the word because the word says that the Holy Spirit will help me with unforgiveness and he will help me obey God. So this is the power of following God is believing his word. It shows us who the spirit is. It helps us know how to follow him and it helps us know what obedience even is. What if I don't hear God? What if I don't feel him helping me? Ask him. Tell him that. Just talk to him about it. The more I talk to God, the more I experience God. (laughs) 
the more I talk to God, the more I'm looking for God in conversations, the more I'm wanting to go to the word and understand better where I've gotten off, the more I want to be still before him and hear from him and and allow him to lead me. There's not a voice from the sky that anybody's hearing, not that I know of. I just sense the truth. I just know what to do in a situation where I shouldn't know what to do. I, I've i prayed and I've sought scripture and I've talked to people I love. And, and through that process, I believe God leads me to what I need to do, what I need to say, what I need to root out of my own life, what he's calling me to focus on, who he's calling me to focus on. All of that gets so much clearer. And again, back to last week's verse, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. That's how it happens, guys. We follow God. We seek after him. Like last week we talked about, we make him the main thing. And as we're going, God is giving us the power and the ability to choose his kingdom day by day. guys so much for being part of this community we do not take it for granted that so many of you show up week after week if this is blessing you we would love for you to go help this podcast be found by other people and the way you can do that first subscribe so that you actually get all of the episodes you don't miss anything it shows up right on your phone or on your device and you know when we have a new episode and then also rate and review your rates and reviews help the charts and that helps people find the podcast so that's why we care about that and let's be real it's really fun to read your stories sometimes it feels a little bit like we are just throwing all these words out into thin air and then we go read your reviews and they're so thoughtful and kind and it means so much to us chloe and i will text each other you know just to encourage each other thank you thank you thank you for supporting this podcast Selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. <laughs>